0: Welcome to The Best Day Ever with Vanessa Bruce It's so good to see you here today. Hope you're having a great week and, of course, having the best day ever. I want to introduce you today to a woman who I just met, but I'm very familiar with the organization that she works for, Turning Point Action. Lacey Nagel is joining us here. Lacey, I will tell you, first of all, I'm so glad you're here uh, joining us today because if people don't know about Turning Point Action, they've been under a rock, we need them to know about how awesome this organization is uh, and I just want to just promote it today it it is a wonderful organization where um, we're getting these kids involved in in America and saving our country and it's great to see they're doing so at such a young age so again thank you so much for joining us and uh, let's talk first you have a, a good role at Turning Point Action and it has to make you feel good to go into work every day knowing that you're serving a great purpose
1: Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for having me. And you're so right. I feel so lucky every day. I think we are living in a world right now where it can seem so negative and it can feel like what we're doing isn't making a difference. But we really are when we're able to get young people more involved, even as a mom. I think that's why I became so passionate is I have three little kids and I saw what happened in 2020. And I eventually said, you know, I have to do something. I have to speak up. I can't be quiet anymore. Um, My little boy was going into kindergarten during COVID, uh, and I saw how they wanted him on Zoom for four hours a day. And little boys sitting there for four hours a day on Zoom just doesn't work. And we own a business, and we've been fairly quiet about politics, about, you know, the things that maybe we were passionate about and it got to the point that I really felt like, as a mom, I needed to take a stand. And so I do feel so fortunate that I'm able to work in the Turning Point atmosphere and just really get other moms involved. And then of course, college students and just young people in general um, who are passionate about the same values that we are.
0: And for the people who don't know much about Turning Point, uh, let's talk about that and the organization itself and what its focus is across america
1: so turning point you've probably heard of turning point usa which is basically we're able to go onto college campuses and educate students on conservative values Um, and then we have a turning point action arm which is kind of our political arm of turning point it's our c4 and with this we're able to do um things like endorse candidates fundraise for candidates and from there we host super saturdays We're able to get families involved with the political arena and make it very simple for them. And that's something that I'm super passionate about. I know that many times when I was a mom that was not in the political arena, I wanted to do something, but I wasn't quite sure how or what that meant. And so we're here to make it extremely easy and to make it so everyday families can actually make a difference in their communities
0: and what are you hearing from people in the communities what are they saying about where we are now as a country versus where we are maybe 15 years ago
1: so I can tell you I live in Arizona right and what we are seeing right now especially where I am is public school system and what kids are being taught and how it's just not right the things that I mean as a first grade little boy my son would go to a public school and was told you know little girls can go in your bathroom they can choose their gender um it's like we don't even know right versus wrong anymore and black versus white and we live in this world where everything is so confusing and so i would say that's a big thing is our public school system especially for um your moms who are passionate about raising children who just want to you know we want to teach them math reading very basic things We don't want that kind of stuff in our classrooms. Um, Everything from the school to the economy, I would say that's a huge thing, especially younger people. They can't buy houses right now. Um, If you're 30 years old, most people cannot afford a house. And that's so different than what it was 15, 20 years ago. And so it's just this transition of wanting the best America that we can have. And unfortunately, due to some policies and leadership, we're in this position where these these woke policies essentially are making it extremely difficult for people to get ahead and kind of live that American dream that they've seen or that they've been told by their parents and grandparents.
0: Absolutely, and and it's very scary. You know, you talked about your children uh, in school and how that's changing. And I have a 15 month old at home, and I, I look at him every night as I'm putting him to bed, and I think, what's tomorrow going to bring? you know, and I'm so blessed to have him. But at the same time, Lacey, I wanna tell him I'm sorry. I'm sorry I put you in this world where it's just so chaotic that you're gonna have to, um, fend for yourself, fight for yourself and and but I'm going to be the mama bear in front of him. You know, I tell him that too, even though he's 15 months old and he really doesn't understand that you just be the sweet little kid that you are and as the mama bear, I will do all the fighting for you. And that's where parents come in. Fight for what you want. Fight for what you believe in. And if you uh, see anything, the smallest thing at your child's school that you may not be agreeing with, that's when you need to stand up and take action.
1: Exactly. And that's really that's my job, essentially, right? I teach people how to take action. If you are in a state where you can become a precinct committeeman, I would tell you, look into that. That's one of the best and easiest ways to make a change within your local community. And most people don't even know what that means because we are busy with kids and we're busy with work and the average American. We don't love politics, right? It's not a fun thing. It's not a fun concept but we need you. We need our average normal moms who are just there wanting to make a true difference for our kids. Um, And essentially that is my story. And I would say that is like Carrie Lake's story in Arizona is she is that mama bear. And we saw so many mama bears rise up like yourself during 2020. And it was kind of that wake up period, um, which I think is so important. And as bad as COVID was, That's, I think, the kind of silver lining that we can take from this is that it did wake people up and it made us be more, I would say, brave with speaking out.
0: And you read my mind because I was about to bring up Carrie Lake and all the mama bears, and I think that's really what got the moms, not just in Arizona, but across the country to really say, look at these mama bears who are backing Carrie Lake in Arizona. We want to take a stand too. And so this mama bear initiative, I guess you could call it, just took off and here we come. It's a little not a little, a big army of moms in our country who are saying, You're not gonna do this to my child, you're not gonna to, going to influence my child with negativity or with anything that they should not know at such a young age. They're innocent. They have innocent minds. So why are we trying to corrupt them and teach them what they should not know until their adulthood? So It's up to us as moms to take a stand, and and Lacey, I'm so proud of you for um, taking that stand and and waking up and seeing. yes, I never dreamed I would be in politics. Look, I I never dreamed I would be in politics either, but in order to save our country, in order to save um, our children's future, we have to do it.
1: I love that you said that, Vanessa, because I've been saying for the last six months that I really believe it's the moms that's going to change this country, the moms that are going to save this country. And at Turning Point Action, one thing we're starting is a Raised Right Coalition, which is a fun little tagline of getting moms and kids involved, and that will be released this coming summer. And it will be something where, you know, we can be a part of in this Raised Right idea that, hey, it's okay to raise your kids with these conservative values, with these values that all of us, well, I would say the majority of Americans actually agree on, but because of so many woke policies that we hear from the media, online, we think that we're in the minority, where actually you're in the majority. It's just many of us have been quiet for a long time. Um, So yes, Carrie Lake was a driving force for the Moms for Carrie. And we are so grateful that we had someone step up like you did.
0: Absolutely. And, And, you know, you've mentioned it too. And that's how you've got your start is that it was back in 2020. You said, you know, I can't just sit back anymore. I've got to take a stand and look where you are now. And I think that every mom is capable of doing that, getting involved some way, somehow at the local level, in your community, at the state level, any way you can. Grab your mama bears in your community, in your neighborhood and say, time to go to war it is time to save our you know children's future Lacey, I want to back up a little bit. You know, if if anyone has watched my podcast in the past, you know that I have um, some personal experiences in my past um, that have not been ideal. Uh, I had issues with pregnancy. Uh, I lost my first baby stillborn, was blessed to get pregnant again. Um, At the time, my doctors didn't know if I could, if my body could handle the pregnancy since I lost the first child. But um, the good Lord had the final say and and I was able to deliver a healthy, beautiful uh, baby boy. And going through all this, I haven't talked about this part of my journey yet. And so I want to talk about it today because Lacey, you experienced this as well as a mom. I suffered from postpartum, not significantly, maybe for about two weeks. But here I had the best blessing. My prayers were answered. I had prayed and prayed and prayed to become a mom, to have a piece of my husband um, who had passed away. And here I have this beautiful blessing, who's healthy, who's beautiful. And I would find myself upset, crying in the shower just days after I was released from the hospital. Had no clue why I was crying and tears would just come out. Um, And this happened again for days and days, several weeks. And so um, I finally snapped out of it, but it is real, postpartum is a real issue. And so for all the moms out there who deal with it, you are not alone. And also for the fathers as well, because they have to go through this process and be understanding and be the backbone and be the helping hand when a mom is going through postpartum. So Lacey, um, that's my story. Let's talk about your story because you also dealt with it as well.
1: Yeah, no, thank you for bringing awareness to this, Vanessa. I think it's something that we don't talk about enough, to be completely honest. Like I said, I have three little kids. I have a 10-year-old, 8-year-old, and now a 4-year-old. And every time that I have given birth, I have had extreme postpartum depression. Um, I will say the first time was definitely the hardest because I wasn't expecting it. Right. And no one I don't think prepares you for it. Um, I was young. I was maybe a bit naive. My husband and I, we were living in Ohio and we didn't have family around. Um, and it was just this lonely feeling. And I remember having this beautiful little baby. And of course, like you love them so much and you're so grateful that God blessed you with this child and it should be the most happy time in your life. And I remember thinking, but why, like, why do I not feel this? And you start to think something is wrong with you, right? Or, you know, am I a bad mom? You start to question that, like, am I a bad mom for having these feelings? And I will say I had some very dark days and I'm so grateful that I went to, my doctor, actually, and I kind of explained to like this is how I'm feeling. And she said, Lacey, like, this is okay to feel this way. And it's okay to get medication to be on it. If you want, it's okay to talk to someone about it. Um, I think for me personally, it goes back to, you know, when we have this baby, we're expected to do all these things. And we live in this world where you need to have, the baby sleeping through the night by this amount of time. And you need to feed them all the time. And it's just like this checklist and we get online and we compare ourselves with these other moms and we get on Pinterest and we suddenly are so overwhelmed. And that was just this consuming hole, this black hole that I could feel myself going down. And once I kind of got off social media, I feed myself, get off social media, get off the internet, you know, just be present with my child. It was amazing to see the transformation that happened within myself. Um, That being said, like yes, I am a big advocate for medication. If you feel like something is not quite right, I wish that we would take the stigma out of um, mental illness because it's no different than if you had something physically going on and the doctor said, hey, this could make your life better. Um, So I did. I got on medication and it made my life considerably better um like i said mine was extremely dark it was extremely painful i think um it also goes back to women put a lot of pressure on themselves and we feel this this weight of not only being a great mother and wife at times but also if you're trying to do this career um and so for me it was like maybe I had a little bit of resentment towards my husband, right, who was able to go to dental school, and I felt like he was fulfilling his dreams. Well, suddenly I was putting everything on the back burner a little bit. And that was something um, that I wasn't quite expecting to feel, but it's something that I often talk about because I think for some people, being a stay-at-home mom is something they've always wanted to do. And I think that's amazing. And I, I am so grateful that I grew up with a mom that was a stay-at-home mom. But I knew for my personality, um, I needed something a little bit different. And so it was always this kind of finding the balance. And when I had that first child, it was feeling like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't do it all. <laughs> and finally being able to say, you're right, Lacey, like, you can't do it all. And that's okay. And give yourself some grace and a little bit of time. And I would say, you know, I took that year just to really find myself and find myself as a mom. Um i made some great friends along the way who also experienced postpartum depression who made it feel more normal to me and i think once the stigma was taken out of it i was like all right actually more women suffer from this than we even realize but many of us just don't talk about it and i mean we see these these images of celebrities who just give birth and then they're beautiful and they're, you know, they're coming out. That's <laughs> it's right. Like that's not reality. You know, that's not reality. There's more days where we are stuck in our PJs all day, just trying to get by, and if we brush our teeth, it's a good day. And um just realizing that that's okay and just stop comparing yourself to anyone else because you're doing your life. Are intended to do it the way that god intended you to do it um so that's kind of my experience and each time i will say i was prepared with my boys when i gave birth to them i knew it was coming and um, so i felt like i was better prepared my husband was better prepared and i was just mentally in a better place to be willing to say okay i know i'm gonna have these feelings what can i do and for me like working out is huge if I don't work out, my kids know, like, I'm not a nice mom that day. I like to work out. I like to get my body going, even if it's 20 minutes. So I think just finding an outlet for you because moms give and give and give and give and lots of times we forget to make time for ourselves. And for me, that's the
0: gym. <laughs> Well you have given a lot of great points and I love how you talked about uh, these celebrities who just bounce back and they're beautiful well we have to remember too because I thought of that as well they have a team makeup artists, hair wardrobe you know people dressing them we do not and <laughs> you mentioned Pinterest I would look at Etsy and Pinterest and Google you name it and I would see all these cute beautiful photos you know two days after uh, birth one day after birth and you know the mom's looking great that is not how I looked at all hair back you know no makeup on I wore a robe for uh, weeks you know just walking around the house you mentioned you're lucky to take a shower for two days you know even to brush your teeth because that baby is depending on you. And so you have this new little human that you have to make sure that you care for 24 seven. I think there are many a nights, Lacey I only got one hour of sleep. Right? So, and it, it's just this, it's a different time where you cannot, like you mentioned, go to the internet and say, well, why don't I look like that? Is there something wrong with me? Why can't, why am I doing something wrong? No, you're not. You're, you're, you're normal that's not a normal situation (laughs) at all. And so I think when you say, like you said, okay, Lacey, you're not alone. You're, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. This is completely normal. If you tell yourself that then you'll be okay because there's a lot of hormones flying around. There's a, your whole world has changed, right? So Mm -hmm. you, for me, I was able to i wasn't a mom until i was 40 years old so i was able for 40 years to come and go as i please run errands as i please jump in and out of the car as i please but now I have this little human in the back seat that I have to get out, get the stroller out, put him in, strap him in, you know, and so your whole world is different. And so I think that right in the beginning, everything changes so quickly. You're absolutely right that you're really not prepared for this because no one preps you for that, right? And so I think the awareness needs to be there that it's okay to cry it out in the shower like I did, to, you know, lay on the couch with your robe on, hair in a bun. No makeup on that's okay that yeah. you're yeah. not this fake model on the internet that you're seeing because that's not real life. What you're going through is real life, you know, and so um, I think if we just start raising more awareness that it's okay to have these feelings, then you know most women or more women will say, "I'm not alone in this:
1: I love that, Vanessa, and I love that you brought up the fact that you know, the internet, right? So I want to touch on this briefly because I do have a little girl who will be 11 soon and I'm definitely anti-social media for my kids. But one thing that I have been really diving into is thinking, you know, if I feel this way as a grown adult woman, can you imagine how these teenage girls are feeling when they get online, when they compare themselves, when their brains are not all the way developed yet? um and it's like no wonder we have such high depression rates in this country high anxiety rates i read a stat the other day that said girls that are 15 years old right now when they're given an anxiety test they rank the same as someone who would be taken to a medical ward in the 1970s so it just shows like the anxiety levels are out of the charts off the charts and I think that has a lot to do with social media and how we are comparing everything. And it's this pressure that we'll never live up to because it's fake, right? And we live in a very fake world. And I think that's the beauty of even what you're doing with your podcast is shedding light on people and making that human experience real and saying, hey, it's okay to be human. Like, it's actually a really beautiful thing because we all go through stuff. I, we all go through the bad times, but that's what makes the good times so much better. Um, and so that's just something I am super passionate about: is making sure that girls know, like, social media is not real; it's totally fake. Um, especially those photos that you see. I used to model, and I can tell you, they take so many photos just to get that perfect one. So it's not even what you see; it's all behind the scenes on that computer of what really makes that image possible.
0: Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. You know, I teach uh, our coach girls who are in pageants and I see them at a young age and then going into junior high and into high school. And when we're doing mock interviews and we're practicing for an interview um, for their pageant, I'll ask them, you know, a lot of times, what are some issues that you see as a teenager or, you know, even in elementary school? And I, I get this answer a lot where it is, um, Girls feel like they need to be prettier than what they are, you know, and I think we're hitting the nail right on the head when we're talking about social media or the internet. There are so many filters. There are so many, um, what do you call it? These fake lenses that they put on, um, that it's just not real. And so girls see these, um, even Hollywood actresses and, and, um, I don't know, models and, They want to be like them but it's not real so it goes back to we just as parents that's where the mama bears come in need to tell our our daughters it's okay to be you you're gorgeous less is more when it comes to makeup be natural be pretty that's what i coach my pageant girls when you go into an interview less is more i don't want to see you know these fake eyelashes and things like that that you see all over the internet be you and I think as a parent we need to really emphasize uh, that more and so I'm glad we brought that up but I do want to go back real quick Lacey and talk about um, the internet as a mom and when we were talking about postpartum that's another way to stay off there because again my son is 15 months old and every month even the weeks up to his one month you know milestone (coughs) excuse me I was comparing him and his milestones to what they tell me he should be be at on the internet. And I found myself being not depressed, but down if he wasn't making those milestones. Is something wrong with my child? There's nothing wrong with my child if he doesn't make that milestone. So I've stayed off the internet. I don't even look, he's doing great. He's running around the house, he's playing, he laughs. He does everything he should be doing, but I don't need the internet to tell me what he should be doing at each week or each month.
1: Exactly. And that's what I often remember, even like as our kids get older and they start to go into grade school and we are so easily like we go to a parent teacher conference and we see, you know, where they are on this grade scale and where they are as far as percentage wise. And I remember, you know, at the end of the day, these are just kids. Right. And if I can teach my kids anything, I always tell them, I don't care if you're the highest math achiever in your school, or if you're the best top reader. I don't care if you win every gymnastics meet, every soccer game, but what I care about is that you're the hardest worker. I want you to always be the very hardest worker, and I want you to always be the nice kid. And if you can do those two things, then mom's happy, you know, then I'm proud of you. And I think that's something um, that I have just tried to always remind myself is these are kids and we are building people. We're building little characters that are going to go and become adults. And we need to remember that it's the character that matters the most.
0: Absolutely, and it goes into your adulthood and adults need to hear that as well. Work hard and be nice to people because if you're nice to your neighbor and then your neighbor turns around and they're nice to their neighbor, we're gonna live in a much better world They say smiles are contagious, and that's how it starts. Share your smile with someone today and uh, make sure that they continue the gesture and and just be nice to everyone. Lacey, I cannot thank you enough for being here with us today. I've actually learned from you. And, and, you know, again, I had not talked about my... postpartum, you know, a couple of weeks I went through after having little Marty. And so I'm glad I got to share that and hear your story as well. Hopefully it'll uh, resonate with some new moms out there and also Turning Point. I love it. A uh, big fan of Turning Point. And if you ever need anything, I'm here uh, with Turning Point. I'd love to help and get involved. So just a phone call away. Thank you so much, Lacey, for being here. Good luck to you and hug those babies for us.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Vanessa. We'll see you. Take
0: care. Okay. Bye-bye. And that'll do it for us here on Best Day Ever with Vanessa Broussard. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, if you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Best Day Ever with Vanessa Broussard. We're also on all of the platforms where you can listen to podcasts. And I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, truth social twitter i think i'm on every uh platform you can think of so make sure you give me a follow also i want to thank southeast texas express for allowing us to be in the studio you can follow them on your phone online and also on roku that's southeast texas express again thank you so much for joining us and we hope you have the best day ever